0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Outside the Huddle, it's Andy alongside Peter and Jordan this week. Uh, James and Rob are both unwell, unfortunately, so fingers crossed they feel better soon. Gents, how are we doing?
1: All good, thanks so much.
2: How are you? Yeah, not bad at all, mate. Jordan, are you alright,
0: mate? Yep, we're going to go and talk about some more off-season yes. drivers. You know, with
2: the... That's but it. It's Not really off-season, but, you know
0: plenty going on isn't there every you know we're not struggling for content at the minute the way these these moves are happening um so i can't remember when it when the adams one happened but we'll kick it off with Devonte adams and i think the thing i like most about this well, there's lots of things i like about this i'm sure you understand that but it set me up with a really nice start of the day because as a as a man who's you know doesn't stay up that late anymore. I was I was in bed well before it started breaking, and I woke up the next day and thought I'll have a quick catch up with what's going on. And the first thing I actually saw was one of those pictures that you always get from one of the o- official NFL pages, if you like, and it was one of those "Who's stopping this offense?" and it was the Raiders' offense. And when I first saw it, I thought, well, probably lots of people because it's the Raiders. But then I realised who was in the picture, and it was Carr and then Adams next to him. I thought, oh, shit, what's happened there? And then it was, you know, really, really nice sitting over a morning cuppa catching up with that. Um, I guess, you know, the deal was kind of suggested a while ago. When you think back to when Rogers wasn't necessarily going to stay and was might have been retiring. And there was the the link with Adams going to Vegas there because of the connection and he has a house out there. But your initial reaction, were you were you shocked that it happened the way it did? I was, um, hmm.
1: I mean, I you know Adams had refused to play in the, um, I was going to say treasury tag then, <laughs> uh, the French, yeah. No one wants to play under a treasury tag. Um, under the franchise tag, but you hear that all the time, and often it's just a ploy to, to get a long-term deal done. And it did seem as if the futures of Rogers and Adams were entwined, mm. um, with Rogers now having come back, a bit like Brady having come back, and all his um, stalwarts immediately re-signed as a consequence. You, you expected Adams to be then to suddenly see Adams going to Las Vegas, uh, no disrespect, but you would have thought he would have had a pick of, and uh, might have gone to perhaps uh, um, a real contending team. I mean, Las Vegas will think they are contenders now, but in that division, that's going to be tough. But um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he, he's uh, obviously exchanging the cold, frigid weather of uh, of Green Bay for um, um, nice, warm weather in the Nevada desert and, and playing indoors. So uh, uh, you can't blame him, can you, really?
0: No, no, that's true. Um, Do we think? uh, Because the line is, Rogers knew he wasn't staying when he signed his deal. Are we buying that?
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, Probably not. Why would you? Well, I I I always thought Aaron Rogers were going to sign anyway. I I didn't think he could. I didn't think he would leave. So he could have known but who knows we'll, I'm guessing we'll find out in many years time when people bring out books <laughs> and stuff like that but going back to um Fantasy Adams like it, it was weird wasn't it Cause, like we we um we heard all the rumors saying that it wasn't going to play in the franchise tag but that was just certain journalists and it kind of just like that with it you know and it carried and then that it was left as that so everyone had the um saying that like, well, obviously, it must be fake news because that's all we've heard of it. And then all of a sudden, bang, you were at the Raiders. There were no like build up towards it. Like it just happened. Like I were like, you I went to bed early on yeah. Sunday. You know, I'm not that far behind you in age, so I am in, in bed early on some <laughs> times. And I just woke up to it and it were a, a first a first round and a second round, which were, I don't know if it's a lot of Packers saying it were a good deal. Uh, it, I think it's, I don't think it's the, the best deal. It's a decent deal, but I think the Raiders would be more happy. At the moment, as it stands, like we always say, it will always depend down the line what happens with picks and stuff. But at the moment, I think the Raiders would be pretty happy. I think
1: eighty percent of NFL clubs, if they if you said you could have Devontae Adams for first and the second, they would have said, "Where do we sign?" That they, they would they would have taken it because he's the best wide receiver in the NFL at the moment. And if you've got a quarterback um, and you pair him up with Devontae Adams, I mean, look, the Packers. Continue to succeed in the NFC North, but Rogers essentially just had Devontae Adams. Yes, Lazard picked up a little bit, um, and he gets some receptions here and there, but it's basically Devontae Adams. Everyone knows it, they just can't stop the two of them. So, the uh, Rogers has been complaining forever about the club organization not building around him spending first-round picks on replacement quarterbacks and not, not giving him a, some decent targets, et cetera. Uh, so I can't imagine that he was particularly enamoured at the idea that just about his only wide receiver that he can trust is, um, is, is disappearing off. So uh, uh, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how it, this all plays out.
0: It's oh, great. It's really great. Um, it is a mega deal. It's, you know, the first and the second. It's a five-year deal, highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. Is there a question? I mean, I, I, I was just looking at this um, from a neutral point of view. He's going to be 30 in December, so 30 this season. Physically, fair to say the Packers have had had his best because everything I've looked at in the build-up to regarding this is – Seems to be that wide receivers peak around 26 27. It's a long deal of signing him to. We don't know how, how many years they'll get out of him, but it's a hell of a commitment for someone who is hitting that 30 year old uh, bracket this season.
1: Yeah, but it, he's not on the downslope, is he? Hmm. His performances aren't on the downslope. So even if they got two great seasons and one mediocre season, they will still take that. Mm-hmm. Again, using the phrase that we hear all the time, their window is open. That's what they will see. Their window is open. Um, and I think they, uh,
2: they're looking at the arms race that's going on in that division and thinking, yes.
1: we have to keep up. We have to keep
2: up. I think it's a really good situation for Adams as well. You know, he's not, like, like, like Peter said, you know, forcefully went through Devontae Adams at times, like where it was just yeah. and obviously at times they still even you knew it to Adams, they still couldn't stop him. But obviously you've got Waller there, you've got Hunter Renfro had a coming off a good season last year. So the the the, the you know, shared around, you know, the um, you know, the the workload. So obviously yeah, he's moving up in age. I still think he's one of the I'd probably say the best, yeah, Peter's probably right, is he is the best wide receiver in my eyes. It's close with a few at top, but he is a really good player and I think with the workload coming off as well at that age, I think it's just going to work perfectly for him and mm. he's going to be a target that Derek Carr can rely on. You know, like um, obviously yeah. he played at college before. He's another reliable target to him where he'll go to him in, in big situations.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't think that 30 years old, I mean, you get some that are over over their peak at that age, but some that are not. And I was looking earlier on because I was just thinking to myself for my team, wouldn't it be nice if, and I was looking at AJ Green having just left the Cardinals and he's 33, well past his best. He's still got 831 yards in that offense last year, 830 yards. And as a complimentary piece, that's, that's wonderful. So DeWante Adams at 30, he's, he's got some really good years ahead of him. And I haven't looked into any great detail, but I have a sense that he's been relatively injury-free so far this season. So yeah. um, I, I think they've probably got him at his peak.
0: Yeah, I, I think from memory, to, uh, maybe two games is the, is the most in terms of consecutive games he's missed in any one season. Um, interesting when you flip it around as well. Everybody knows what you're getting with, with him and uh, he's leaving Rodgers, who many saw as the best quarterback in the game, Um, I I did not, but that's purely because it's Aaron Rodgers. He's not got Rodgers now, and it'll be interesting to see what Derek Carr can do and whether that can in some way elevate Derek Carr's game because he's always kind of hung around in that middle ground of quarterbacks who people say, well, he he might be good enough to win something with everything around him. But he's one of those where we've not kind of seen that come to the fore yet. Um, At
1: this point, I just want to give a shout out to um, a colleague of mine who's another Bengals fan involved in the, uh, the, the Bengals group, Jamie Rowe, he has a great nickname for Derek Carr, um, the gothic Andy Dalton, the goth Dalton. And I think that's perfect. He's middle ground, he doesn't elevate people around him but give him enough talent, give him, um, give him all the talent and, and, and he can be very good. But he, he won't elevate a team. He won't carry a team on his shoulders to, to, to success. He needs everything around him. And that's exactly what Dalton was like um, um, at the Bengals. I
2: think, obviously, yeah, they've got the got a good receiver court there now. You know, uh, with, and Derek, you know, you're right, Derek has the middle of the road. But the big concern last year for the Raiders was the offensive line. You know, and that's something that they're going to... I don't know how they, when they're going to address it. I don't know if they think they're going to go in the draft and stuff, but that were a massive problem from last mm-hmm. season.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. But, and they did, but that leads on that that leads on to the other conversation. I don't know if we were getting to it, but in that division, when everyone's tooling up, every one of the teams in that division now have got two, dare I say, elite pass rushers now, because they're seeing the quality uh, quarterbacks and they say, well we can have great secondaries, but we're still not going to be able to stop them. We need to get into these quarterbacks. Yeah. So um, was it Chandler Jones has gone to the Raiders? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got Chandler Jones and um, and uh, Crosby. and well, that's a pretty d- damn good pairing. Yes. Um, and then um, the Chargers have got Khalil Mack and Bosa. Uh, Broncos now have got... You're going to have to help me out here. Um, Chubb and... Bradley um, Chubb um, and... Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory, that's right. Um, and then the Chiefs have got Jones and... Who's the other one? It's, uh, well, it escapes me now. But, I mean, they're just tooling up in that division and it's going to mm-hmm. be a, a fascinating division to watch and hopefully they're just going to beat each other up uh, when it comes to... <laughs> well, but that's what, that's what you expect. They're going, they're yeah. going to be um, beating each other up Um Six times, well, they play each other, um, and hopefully that will help the rest of the AFC um, playoff contenders. That uh, the these AFC West teams will, some of them will get to the playoffs, and will be absolutely exhausted as a result.
0: Yeah, nice, nice uh, time for those. And to be fair, we talked about it a lot last season. How the Raiders have been through the mill in various different ways, uh, whether it's you know. Coaches doing not very nice things, um, and and players we've seen the problems they've had with with some of their some of their roster as well getting in trouble off the field. So it's nice for the fans uh, to have something like this to to kind of propel them into the new season. Um, <clears throat> no, getting away from the other major story from last week, of course, the trade of Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. Um, Three first-round picks in the deal, but I think I read today that there's as many as six picks, maybe, in, in that in that deal. Uh, $230 million to the player. It's staggering for various reasons, this one. I mean, a, a deal for a player who still faces 22 civil lawsuits um, – and possibly an NFL investigation, pending uh, possible suspension, rather, depending on how that comes out. And I wonder how much confidence people would have in that investigation anyway. Um, there was an NFL spokesperson this week who said, if the league's investigation determines that Watson violated personal conduct policy, discipline may be imposed pursuant to the policy um, I don't know, colour me cynical, but I don't think at this stage the NFL are going to want someone of his stature to be sitting the season out at this point. You don't think they would discipline him? I think, I don't trust them that it would, it would go that way. I don't trust them to do the right thing, basically, if it comes to it. I, I do,
1: because when you see discipline being handed down for all sorts of other offenses, right? Um, three and four game bans. Um, Zeke got a ban. Um, of course, we've just found out that the NFL has decided to ban someone for a whole season for gambling. This is at a time then that the NFL are getting into bed with gambling companies. Um, so they'll ban them for, a, um, for a, ban him for a season. Now they've got someone with 22 civil suits for serious um, allegations of sexual conduct, misconduct. And I think that if they didn't take a stand, it would be perverse, and I think it would uh, cause more questions if, if they didn't. Well, I find obscene about it all, other than the fact that this person who has managed to avoid criminal sanction so far, which then has opened the door to him taking his pick of teams and being able to negotiate his own contract. He's the winner, yeah. And that's obscene in my, in my book. Um, the second thing that's obscene to me is the lack of inquiry made by the Cleveland Browns. They never spoke to the lawyer of the 22 complainants. They've never spoke to any of the complainants. They've not done any due, due, due diligence. Mm-hmm. They have just thought we've got a chance of getting a franchise quarterback. We haven't had one of those in generations. Let's go for it and be damned. Um, as a side note on that, you would not... Believe the number of tweets that we Bengals fans have seen saying enough for the Browns, I want to join the Bengals bandwagon. We've seen so many of them. The the Browns fans are leading, they are disgusted by it, and understandably so. The final thing that I find obscene is the arrogant attitude to the Contract negotiations. You said 130, sorry, 230 million. Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets he gets paid one million in year one. His salary is one million year one. Why? Because he knows he's got a, a ban coming and a fine coming, and they'll find him as a percentage of his wages for that year one when he's suspended. So that's why he's he's taking a much lower wage, so he doesn't lose out quite so much. And what's equally obscene about all that is, they're laughing at this. They're saying, "Look, what we've done. How clever are we?" This is just unacceptable, and Browns fans might might have been winning people over recently, having picked up from the doldrums that they were in for so long. But they won't care about this. But I don't think the Browns organization have covered themselves in glory at all, and not only losing some of their own fans, but a lot of respect from around the NFL. I'll get off my soapbox now. I'll hand over.
2: No, I think um, I think everything he said is. Um... Correct there, Peter, you know, um, when I when I saw it, I thought, we've seen, like obviously Peter, you've watched the NFL a lot longer than me and you've seen, well, we've all seen things that have happened in the past where players have come back and started playing or have got contracts and stuff when misdemeanours and stuff and bad things have happened. But, and it's going to be like that until the NFL make a stance and when there's a lot of money involved in stuff, that that's where they're on the edge of like, how are we going to make a stance or are we going to let players like this play who make big money, you know, big-time performers? And they need to make a stance. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, I am in the middle. Like, I, I do, I think they will make a stance, but I don't think it will be the right stance. I don't think it'll be enough. I don't think the ban will be enough. I don't think anybody else. And the only thing that I'm thinking for Cleveland Browns to offer this contract, and obviously the due diligence to do with... Um, Deshaun Watson was terrible. Have they done the due diligence with the NFL to make sure that he, 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 is he is this guy going to be able to play and stuff? Because that sounds ridiculous to go down that road with the risk of him not playing for a year or two. And to me, that seems like they must have, learned, have gone down somewhere mm. to see if he is capable of playing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what you think.
0: Oh. Peter's, Peter's making a very good point but he is on mute at the minute I do apologise
1: Mr um, uh, <laughs> Sean Watson affair is just another example um, and we've seen this so often in the NFL that if you're good enough if you've got talent you'll get a chance right? Uh, um, we don't need to go th- through name past players who have got up to all sorts of stuff um but they exist. Right? One the one quarterback leaves the AFC North and another one turns the AFC North. you've done and it's uh very disappointing for what is the biggest sport in America and um an extremely big worldwide sport that um they allow themselves to be like this.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that the situations like this so, that are taking so many, so much uh, headline news. But of course, on from a footballing perspective, they have um, parted ways, or are in the process of parting ways with Baker Mayfield. Um, as a result, that experiment is over. Um, in terms of a suitable home for him, uh, interesting article that I read on ESPN. Jordan, about teams who are still still in in need of a quarterback, when you've got Drew Locke I find that highly offensive Um, the article singled out Carolina Houston and Seattle, Uh, of course uh, Atlanta were in there but we'll uh, we'll get to their situation Um, suggested the Seahawks could make a move on Baker Mayfield
2: really? Will it? Could they? Should they? I think um, I will get, uh, first of all, I'll say, when you've got Drew Locke as quarterback, whenever a quarterback comes up in a conversation of being available, he's going to be talked about <laughs> as going to Seattle, <laughs> he, obviously? So, obviously, it's an easy option to say, oh, Seattle need a quarterback, they've only got Drew Locke. Um, but I'm sure Seattle uh, might have a small percent of interest depending on what deal they can get, but I don't know what the talk of what Houston uh Houston, sorry, what uh, Cleveland want. But I'm gonna think that it's a lot they want a lot more back from a first overall pick than what other people are willing to give them because he's not been he's not laid up at all. So I'd be very surprised if they're in on him, but it the right price maybe, but I don't think there's a massive upside from Drew Locke to to Baker Mayfield. But mm-hmm. who knows what goes on in the eyes of other people where I'm just a I'm just a fan. What do I know? But I was surprised. I,
1: I read yesterday, last night, that there was a report that a team interested in Mayfield were asking the Browns for a draft pick as well. So, a draft pick to take on Mayfield in his contract. Oh. Oh. I mean, uh, uh, one of the indictments on Mayfield, Yeah, um, and I, I know I'm going to shock you now, but I've not been Mayfield's biggest um, admirer. But um, one of the indictments was the quote attributed to the organisation or someone in the organisation saying that they wanted a, quote, adult, unquote, for their next quarterback. Now, two parts to that. First of all, that is an indictment on Mayfield that they think that. And secondly, they want an adult, and they've gone for Deshaun Watson and his 22 civil suits for sexual impropriety. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Incredible really is. Mm.
1: I mean, as to where Mayfield would go, I thought the Colts were a perfect landing spot for him. But, of course, that opportunity is gone. You've got to think that Washington commanders had no idea that Mayfield was going to become available. Because if they did, and they picked Wentz over Mayfield, well, there's another shocking indictment on Mayfield. But you, they, they wouldn't have done that. Surely not. So they must be kicking themselves now. They've they've ended up with Wentz and Mayfield with the variable because Mayfield's better than Wentz, in my humble opinion. Mm. Um, I I I would prefer Carolina because they are in purgatory with the quarterbacks. I mean, what they did with Dar, um, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Donald, and gave him the fifth year option, and uh, and then they're not using. They just need to cut and run and. Mayfield would be a great bridge. Um, as for the Seahawks and um, um, Jordan, forgive me, but I, I, I think they should be in full-on tank mode and look at the quarterbacks next next uh, uh, coming out of the uh, the, um, the draft next year. In which case, you don't want someone like Mayfield that might win you enough games to get you sort of a
2: um, early teens draft pick because that just won't cut it. Yeah, I think Seahawks had a plan when they traded Russell Wilson. and I don't think Baker Mayfield, Mayfield's going to turn enough heads for that plan to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair
0: point. The same article Peter suggested that your old flame, uh, Andy Dalton, should go home to Houston and, and battle it out with the neck for the starting role at the Texans... Uh,
1: I don't think the Texans are going to be looking at a quarterback in the draft because no. I think they i very pleased with what Mills has done. And to to be fair, I think that Mills had as good a rookie season, as, a, so as good a season as any rookie quarterback at the draft last year, including Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, Trevor Lawrence had his own issues, or rather the, the Jaguars had their own issues. Um, uh, we didn't help Lawrence, but Mills has been sneaky good and... Uh, um, certainly worth giving another year to to see if he can uh, he can kick on so I think Dalton is a is a nice uh, um, senior pro um, backup who will help support a young quarterback but I wouldn't be putting him in a position that, um, that uh, Fields was putting in at Chicago where he told, well you've got Dalton Dalton's our starter, you've got to beat him out because that doesn't help a rookie I think Dalton has to go in as a um, as a support, as a backup
0: Mm-hmm. True, true. Uh there's a few other deals that happened, um kind of in the shadow of all of those other things going on, I guess. Von Miller, six-year 120 million dollar deal to the Bills.
1: Wow. It, it, it's not there are void years. Hmm. You see Absolutely. these contracts, they are void years, and it's just for um there was a Apparently there's this mysterious thing called a cap that some people actually believe in. And those voyages are intended just to manuf- um, manipulate mm. the figures. Um, I mean, he, he won't see that. I mean, it's fascinating to see him uh, going from Colorado to Los Angeles and now going to Buffalo. I mean, that's going to that's, that's gonna be quite a challenge to pass rush in that uh, um, um, in late November, December, and January, that's going to be quite a, quite a challenge.
0: Huge money. Um, Alan Robinson finally got his way out of Chicago. He's gone to the Rams. Uh, Peter, one of your absolute favourite personalities of all time, Juju Smith-Schuster, gets a move <laughs> to the Kansas City Chiefs. How about that one? Well,
1: technically, he's got to move to Jackson Mahomes, so that they can do their TikTok dances together, there's already been uh, uh, um, a report come out, or it was on social media saying that he's wanting to do a collaboration with Jackson Holmes. That's oh, why he's there. Jeez, oh, God, I mean, I know. Look, Juju um, Smith-Schuster is actually a pivotal point in the progress the Bengals have made when we played them the years ago near the end of the season, and. He'd been dancing on the logo beforehand, which kind of annoyed the players. And then the right opportunity, Von Bell went and smacked him in the face, made him fumble the ball. And everything since then, we won that game and we kicked on from then. And a lot of fans see that as the pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. So we love Juju Smith-Schuster. But Juju Smith-Schuster was brilliant when he had no attention on him because AB was there at the Steelers. After that, when AB left, everyone said, right, it's Juju's turn. No, he can't. He can't manage it. So the question now is will he be able to rediscover his career when he's not wide receiver one? Possibly not even wide receiver two and all the attention will be on on, on other people. We'll see.
2: Mm. Still young. Yeah, I I don't don't mind the move. It's a one-year deal for him as well, isn't it? So it's... uh... So win for Kansas City. They've gone through so many. Well, you say wide receiver. What three? I'm guessing you can't Kels and uh, everything goes through Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Gone through so many yes. extra wide receivers that haven't yeah. been. Obviously, yeah. they've had a few tags, but they haven't been yet. You know, there was um, Sammy Watkins weren't they? McCall Hardman. You know, it just yeah. hasn't worked out for a lot. So we'll see. It's definitely an up, a step up for for the third game. It might. We'll, we'll, obviously, we'll see, but I, I don't mind the move. I think it could it could be good
0: business, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, could be. could be sneaky good. Uh, if you can look past his various flaws, I'm sure the Chiefs fans won't mind that if it comes off. Peter, you talked about it last week as well. Uh, you manifested it into existence. You got your man. Yes, here we go. You got your man from Dallas.
1: Uh, it, listen, it was... Um... We were on Lyle Collins' watch with the Bengals fans and it was quite a, a time. He, he went to... Once he was cut, we managed to get him to come to Cincinnati first of all. We knew the Dolphins were interested and the Patriots were interested. But our trump card was our offensive line coach, Frank Pollock, who... It, it, remember when Lyle Collins came out of college? He um, The day before the draft, he was the police said that they wanted to interview him about a suspected murder. He wasn't implicated at all, but as a consequence, and, and he played it very, very well, he then told all the NFL teams, don't draft me. Don't want to be drafted. I need to sort this out. And then shortly afterwards, he signed as um, um, a UDFA on a nice big contract with Dallas. So Dallas got what was otherwise a first round pick for nothing. And um, so who, who brought him into Dallas? And who gave him that start and who developed him? Frank Pollock, who is our offensive line coach. So they go back a long way. And that was a big draw for Laurel Collins. Um, And so he came into Cincinnati on on, on Thursday. And there were reports, he's here, he's there. We've seen him here. We've seen him there. And then there started to be some reports that he'd left. This was on Saturday, that he'd actually left Cincinnati. And everyone thought, oh, dear, that's not very good. And then the news broke on Sunday that he signed the contract and what I, I liked is that um, he, he said in his interview immediately afterwards um, Joe Burrow had invited him and various others um, around to his house for, for a meal but on the Sunday um, Burrow sent him a text saying was the effect of have you signed your contract yet and his response was your new bodyguard's here no one's touching you your new, your new bodyguard's in town no one's touching you and that's, that's sweet. I like that. So, uh, yeah, Bengals fans are really made up. We uh, uh, People say our weakness was the offensive line last year. And as understandable, Burrow was sacked 70 times. That offensive line was actually ranked 20th in the NFL. Um, and it still got us to the Super Bowl and got us to within one minute and 25 seconds of winning the thing. But it is what it is. Um, and so they needed to strengthen and on day one of free agency, they signed a Super Bowl-winning centre, Ted Karras, for the Patriots. And then they signed a Super Bowl-winning right guard from um, the Bucks in um, Alex Kappa. And then this is the, the cherry on top of the cream on top of the cake and getting Lyle Collins now at right tackle. And so we, we, we've done fantastically to um, identify the weakness and get it fixed in free agency, leaving ourselves open and to do whatever we, we want in the draft. So um, you're talking to a happy chappy at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you can't argue with that. They've, they've positioned themselves very, very nicely on the back of doing some smart business last off-season as well. Um, there's, uh, there's one more thing I did want to talk about before we close it out, but just finally, on, in terms of moves, what what is going on in Atlanta? Um, Ryan has gone. Uh in the last sort of in recent time, they've obviously lost Julio left. Yes, he was on the downward slope, but that's you know, he was their star star player for a long time. He left. Calvin Ridley's had his problems. They take Kyle Pitts in the first round. They then trade away Ryan, seemingly nobody available really to come in and, and take his place of of any real note so blowing it up whether by design or by uh, accent but they, they could be in for a sorry time but I think it's a great move
1: I think it, it's exactly what they needed mm. they gave him an astronomical contract mm-hmm. and they needed to get out from underneath it they really yeah. did and so they've just pressed the reset and they've just swallowed the season they've just said alright we had their Super Bowl window this mm-hmm. year they didn't, and they they wouldn't have got to even double digit wins. They knew that, so why not just press reset, get rid of Ryan, and start again? They're bringing Mariota in. Mariota's got a past with um, the head coach from the time at Tennessee. Um, I, I think it's a great move. Um, if they if they do effectively. Tank, if not deliberately so, then they'll go and get the quarterback in the next draft. And yeah, they, they had to do this. This is just um, an absolute necessity. And I, I, I like what they've done. I wouldn't be happy if I'm a Falcons. I wouldn't enjoy the season if I was a Falcons fan. But I, I would hope that I would see the bigger picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah? I'm a little bit shocked they just didn't do it. like you say. They gave that huge contract. They didn't see this coming before and do it sooner because. Last season was a real struggle at times. They had a few moments, but it it was always going that way. And uh, yeah, and it, it. I had to laugh when I saw. Um, it was it was one of the a fairly prominent Falcons page. I don't know how these people find these things out and compare them, but someone had trawled back to a video that the Falcons, the official Falcons account, put out when Drew Brees retired. Yes. And there were people come, Well that video Was longer than the one They put out When yes. Matt Ryan left Yeah Yeah Wow yeah. Uh, Things to complain
1: about it, It's a classic example You get to the Super Bowl And you suddenly think Right We've now got a window To get back here And perhaps uh-huh. win it so they get to the Super Bowl, the twenty-eight three up, and then we all know what happened then. They've just gone backwards ever since. But it was on the back of that that, that Ryan got this contract because so they thought, you know, we, we we can we can return to the Super Bowl, can actually win this thing, and didn't prove out that way. And it's a bit like Flacco. Flacco deceived, um, flattered to deceive, when winning a Super Bowl for the Ravens, and was never the, never the same since. And and eventually they had to move on
2: from him. Um, and, and and it's the same with the Falcons. They've got to move on. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think you're right where it comes for the Falcons side, both of you there. And I think I think the Colts will be quite happy as well. Yeah. You know, with, with Matt Ryan. Yeah. You know, Still got a few things to <laughs> work out on the team, but apart from a, a ridiculous collapse, there would have been in the in the playoffs. I don't know. We'll, we'll,
1: They're contenders that
2: been, now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And they can go and look at but adding some probably a another wide receiver there's still some free agent wide receivers out there that I could add we'll, we'll be interested yeah. to see you know mm-hmm. so they're not far they, they do need wide
1: receivers but i mean yeah. if you look at their division
2: they've, they've got the jaguars mm-hmm.
1: right they're not going to be uber competitive they've got the texans they won't be uber competitive they've got the titans who will be but i'm not convinced the titans are going to be any better than they were mm. i know they just brought woods in i'm not Convinced they're going to be any better, and uh, the Colts will run them close. So um, I think this quarterback is going to push them over um, into a playoff position, and um, I, I think it's a great move for the Colts. They've got the running game, they've got the defense, now they've got the quarterback. They do need some more weapons out wide. I uh, accept that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got the line there to work with. So I think that he's a he's a very very likable man. Um, you know, amongst fans of, of all teams. So it'd be nice to see him get another shot with a decent lineup. definitely. Uh, I liked his reference. He, he, he spoke about hoping
1: he can continue the run. The run being Brady moving from one team to a new one and winning the quarter, uh, the Super Bowl immediately. Stafford moving from one team that had been out for, forever to a new team and winning the Super Bowl immediately. Yeah, good luck with that. But, uh, have you seen the rest of the AFC? I mean, <laughs> it's one thing we haven't spoken about today, but the talent drain from the NFC to the AFC is just quite spectacular. It really uh, is. And we, we could spend another hour going through all the names that, that, that have moved in the AFC. It's just quite it's spectacular.
2: It's okay, though, because all the AFC are going to beat each other up. And yeah, I, no, that's Andy, very true. As I, Andy said, which maybe not as true, the Vikings might come and swoop it all. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're
1: Tom Brady right now, or or Aaron Rodgers, the two of them are, are looking at it and thinking... Okay, well, who else are we competing with to get into the
2: um, championship round, the, the NFC championship round? Because there isn't anyone, is there? Just there's, as there's, in, there's the Rams, Books, and Packers, I see, and that, and end of list, you know, maybe Arizona are a good team, but they always seem to stutter when it when it's, yeah, they need to get that hoodoo off the back, but they are a good team. Yeah, 49 is a
1: good team with a good coach, but they've got Trey Lance, and that's a mystery factor right now. So uh, I think I think Brady will have uh, enjoyed his um,
0: uh, his comeback already. It's us. It's us Now I'm telling you, Zedarius Smith signed on the line. Crazy good. Finally made a signing. Crazy good pass rush. Uh, Mm. So we'll just have to. I I can't. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely delighted with that um, addition. And there's a little bit of money left in the pot to to add some other pieces. Backs, cornerbacks, remains a real conundrum in Minnesota because, well, we don't have any. Um, people are people are already saying we need to bring Trey Wayne's back on a minimum contract. You think really is that is that what where we're at? I think. I would, I would bring Patrick Peterson back for probably another year uh, to add some, some, some experience. He was pretty solid last year, but we are going to have to draft. Mm. And we are going to have to draft in the first round for a cornerback and hope it's somebody who can come straight in, plug and play. Because Source Gardner. It has to be. It has to be. And it has to work. So, Source Gardner has got the attitude, he's got the size, the physicality.
1: He will say, leave me on an island um, with their wide receiver one.
0: Source Guard is the the guy that the Vikings want. Hope so, man. Hope so. Um, unfortunately, there was another rather unsavoury incident that we'll have to we'll have to finish up on. Probably, I'm sure everybody's seen it. Um... If you haven't, that will be out there somewhere to look at. Uh, social media was awash with the injury to David Ajabo, Michigan linebacker, yeah. on his pro day work, how he tore his Achilles tendon. Um, Quite incredible when you watch the video to see he's clearly in a lot of distress, a lot of pain. And I don't know who the guy is. There's plenty of people stood around doing nothing. There's one particular guy who just literally walks past him, picks up the ball that, that David Ajabo dropped you know, and as he was in agony and kind of nobody does anything in the, in the full time the video is on to, to come to his assistance. And it's just, it just makes it abundantly clear that these prospects are are, are so disposable at this stage, you know, they're they're not attached to anybody per se. And they're just sort of seen as parts of a machine. Right. Bucky Brooks uh, tweeted about the insensitive nature of the
1: NFL, exactly what you said. I mean, I, I didn't see it quite so much. I, I get what, why they said that, but it was a freak injury. It wasn't an impact injury. Um, um, and I think people caught by surprise. And that's all. I mean, he, he went up to catch a ball and he popped his Achilles. It's just quite, quite unusual. I mean, I feel really, really sorry for the lad. Because that injury is co- potentially him millions, quite literally millions. Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens in, in in a draft. It actually can be the making of a player. Yes, it's going to cost him millions. But if you are a very good player, you go high in the draft, you are more likely not going to go to a poor team. If you go a little bit lower, you might go to a contender um, because a contender might be willing to or might have enough to be able to allow their first-round pick to sit for the good part of the year. Um, I would be delighted if the Bengals took him at 31, I have to say. I kind of think that there's a possibility the Eagles might like him because the Eagles have got three first-round picks.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And they can afford to allow one of their first-round picks
2: to sit for the good part of the year, and then all of a sudden they've got a really good pass rush. That's interesting yeah. too. I think um, a bit different, like obviously it's a different injury, but we saw Russo Kalamore fall last year when there they they were concerns for him and he ended up with the Browns. And we had a really good rookie year, you know, with the Browns and stuff. So people do yeah. fall and it's still obviously like you are right, Peter, that it's a lot of money, but it still can work out for him. And I think David Jarbov can come back from this injury. It'll be fine. Like I am, me personally, and I think a lot of people will be on the same vibe as me where if someone goes down hurt like that I'm going over to see if they're okay. Yeah. But that is the nature of the NFL. It? Obviously it's mm. it's it is very unsavory like like uh Bucky Book said it is very unsavory but uh, we're all re- we're all replaceable in our day jobs. You know, even us now we're replaceable and that's that's life at the end of the day, especially in a multi-million pound organization where they'll just move on to their next person. Mm. I mean, I, I hope that um,
1: the money he made uh, the money he m- misses out as a result of this injury if he's taken lower in the um, in the draft and therefore his first contract is on a lower rate but then he bounces back mm-hmm. and he gets the opportunity playing and, and, uh, a second contract and that's the tra- contract is where the players make their money yeah
0: so it's not the end of for him like like there are two sides to everything and and um it was interesting to see darius slay uh talking about the same incident and what i was kind of saying there, you know these these kids aren't attached they're not they're not um seen as that important i suppose at at this stage but he he made the point that actually it happens to established players in training. He's seen it himself. It happens to people on a, on an active roster, and everyone will just move on to the next play in training. And so, you know, they talk about loyalty and everything, but like Jordan says, everybody is everybody has a price and everybody can be replaced. Um it was Mike Mike Florio summed it up on. Uh, he wrote about it this week, and he said, "Football is family. They love to say it. Football isn't family. Football is business. They say football is family because it's good for business to say that. Maybe it would be better for business if football really was family." And I think yeah. There's so much lot... money in it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot going on in football where that that sentiment would be. Uh applicable, but it's it's not going to happen, is
1: it? I see one of your NFC North competitors have just signed a, um, a defensive lineman. Jaron Reed has just signed for the Packers. Right. Again, it, uh, um, we uh, spoke to him as well uh, after Larry Ogunjobi uh, moved on from us. We uh, we spoke to him uh, about the same time as we spoke to Lyle Collins, but uh, just signed with the, the Packers.
0: Packers, Packers. Oh, the s- the sun has set on the Packers' time. My friends, but nobody agrees with me. Standless.
1: Uh, I'm now just trying to work out who might win the NFC North from <laughs> their place. Struggling to think.
0: We've got some business to, hopefully, some business to do yet, yeah, but we'll see. It's uh, pressing on. Has anybody got anything particularly burning to talk about before we close it out?
2: I'll throw out a shout-out to Rashad Penny getting his one-year uh, I deal. I think we've Seattle Sox. I'm Yeah, letting,
1: I'm
2: letting it out. And then, uh, can't wait for Seattle to run the ball 70-80% of the time next year. We're back to Pete Carmelball. ball. is very
1: good at handing it off. <laughs> we're,
2: yeah, we're back to Pete Carole ball next year. Can't wait.
0: Hmm. Has Chris Carson recovered from his broken neck?
2: Um, he will be fit for the season, but how long he'll last through that season as well as Rashad Penny should be confirmed.
0: <laughs> as long as they get enough. If they can just make it through the season between them, it'll
2: be all right.
1: Brad Spielberger on the Ari Myrov NFL show talking about Baker Mayfield's landing spot said, I think Seattle makes sense. I think we need to be talking this into existence, don't you?
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's do
1: it. And on that
0: note, <laughs> We're going to end it, and when we come back next week, Seattle have their quarterback, their franchise quarterback, at home. at home with Baker Mayfield. Rings very true at the moment, doesn't it? I could like be sat there with a Mayfield jersey on next week, full convert. Right, as always. Is there a, cheese,
1: is there a cheesecake factory in Seattle? There is, yeah. <laughs> Done. Ba- ba- Baker Mayfield might like it then.
0: Done deal. Right, fellas. Until next time. As always, pleasure.
2: Thank you. Thank you very
0: much. Take care of yourselves and we'll we'll reconvene next week. Peace out.